welcome uh, back to Resilient Kids podcast. Uh, and today I'm talking with Ruth. Uh, Ruth, would you like to introduce yourself? Hello, my name is uh, Ruth Taylor. I originally came to New Zealand with toddlers and now I have two teenagers. So I've been through quite a journey, which has been quite interesting. Mm -hmm. And uh, thank you for welcoming me on to talk about Phone Free Day, which uh, is what we're hopefully going to talk a bit about today and screen use and phone use and children and all the things that that entails. So what um, what's worrying you particularly about it? I think the main thing with the phone use is it's kind of here to stay unless we have a huge world event, which obviously we have recently. You never know what's coming up. And parents seem to panic a lot about phones and screens. And it means they haven't really got the confidence to tackle it because they don't know. And there aren't actually lots of answers out there because this is new for everybody. Mm. So I think it's really just having that conversation and the idea of phone free day is a time and space to do that, which I think is really kind of helpful because we can live our lives and we can just realize our kids are growing up, but we've never actually stopped and thought, how is this affecting us and our family and how can we deal with this? Mm -hmm. And so um, that's on the 4th of October, is that right? It's 6th of October. Oh, sorry. It's yeah. actually Thursday, the 6th of October this year. Okay. Um, so what do you know about this dilemma about parents not knowing um, about us not thinking about it? What do you know about it? Well, um, there's a lot of uh, criticism on social media, which you see where people are ignoring their children because they're on their phones and the kids are playing on the play equipment and things like that. Or you've got little children who've got little phones right in front of their face in their pushchair and the buggies because people are just giving it to them as a, an easy option. And I guess it's possibly a feeling of judgment, certainly maybe from some of us who are that little bit older, who raised our children in an area where that wasn't an option. Mm. We kind of go, oh, they're taking the easy option and, oh, they shouldn't be doing that. So there's a lot of feeling of being kind of judged, I think, for some of our younger parents. They, again, are trying to deal with their own, dare I say it, maybe addiction to their phones. Mm. Uh, and are finding that a lot of their concentration is being taken up by these little devices. And so they're, they're using the tools that they have at hand, but mm. they're not getting a lot of support around that because older parents don't really understand the challenge. Mm. Younger parents are still trying to figure it out. So yeah. um, I think that's a lot of the, the challenge that we have with these at, at this time. Yeah. So if you were to um, make some suggestions for both older parents and younger parents, what, what would those suggestions or strategies be to help us manage um, this new device? that we have in front of us? I think there's definitely got to be an element of just taking a bit of a step back and reviewing the situation as a whole. Uh, as a lot of parents say, you know, they may have actually been engaging quite fully with their children for hours and days and minutes, all that kind of stuff. And we see them for a little snip snippet mm. and go, oh, look at that, they're on their phone. Mm -hmm. So I guess it's kind of holding back some of that judgment Yeah, because who knows what... Uh, that family has been through or that family's been doing before we actually see them. Mm. So I think just providing some support to mm -hmm. parents, like it's been talked about for years, you know, just because you see a child having a bit of a tantrum, it doesn't necessarily mean that that parent's done anything wrong. It's mm. if that child is at that moment in time overwhelmed with whatever they're yeah. suddenly finding themselves in. But equally, I think there's that element of actually for people in that younger era to ask their, their parents, you know, well, what did you do? Mm. when you didn't have a phone to stare at all day you know I'm, I don't know what to do with my children you know I don't know how to 
interact maybe as you're trying to tell me to. If we mm. don't give people new tools, then they're going to use the tools that they have. Mm. So mm. I put taking away. So we'll take the phone away because you don't need it. You've got to sort of say, well, actually, get down and dirty. Give your child some stones, you know, get, go and do some like exploration and find those bugs under those rotting logs. You know, give them some other tools to use instead of resorting to give that child a phone. Mm, mm. So, yeah. yeah. And, um, and what do you know that, you know, is there any research or books or resources that parents can go to to know about, um, you know, what is more likely to work? Well, I mean, NetSafe is a great resource in New Zealand, uh, which has lots of little videos and things, certainly around keeping your children safe online, which is mm -hmm. obviously one of those concerns. Yeah. The library. I mean, let, let's go there. Right. <laughs> you know, old, good old fashioned books, go and read some books. Uh, go to your play centres, you know, get involved with places where you've got other parents that you can actually provide that support and share those ideas. Mm -hmm. Because we are moving along in society and we are we do have different things available to us now than we used to. Mm -hmm. So just talk about other people around you, you know, find out and share those ideas of what other people are using. Um, I mean, my, myself... <laughs> let's 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 not avoid this google i mean that there is mm. an awful lot of information and advice online mm -hmm. it's about when you access that you know wait for the kids to go to bed you know wait for a time when they are fully engaged with something else you know do your research wait you're not kind of doing it while the kids trying to get your attention because then you're kind of giving them mixed messages okay so, so tell me more about that mixed messaging what what do you mean by that well if you obviously try and say to your child look sorry, you need to give me your phone or no, you're not allowed on that device. And then you're on yours. And one of the big concerns I've kind of, what differences I've noticed is the fact that in my day, if you were reading a book, you had a book. Mm -hmm. uh, if you're working on your school work, you had school books open and you had calculators and pieces of paper. Uh, if you're watching a film, you're sitting in front of the television in the lounge. Mm. Whereas now, any one of those things could be happening while my daughter was looking at her phone. Right. She could be reading the book. She could be listening to music. She could be watching the TV. She could be creating an art piece. You know, I don't know what she's doing. Mm. It's so personalised in nature. And it goes the same with the children. The children don't know that I'm on my phone now because I'm doing some banking. Right. Or I'm um, phoning, you know, it's a work-related call or I'm doing some emails. Yeah. They'll think that I'm doing what they're doing. Yeah, right. Mm -hmm. I'm watching TV. So, watching so that, yeah, so the issue about modelling... Yeah. Um, is um, is what you're really naming, isn't it? And the fact that our children yeah. can't see us doing our banking or, um, or you know, ringing the plumber or doing those things because, or because actually we might be booking an appointment with the plumber online, but all they see mm -hmm. is the is the um, action of us using the phone. Yes. Mm. So, so that real confusion, and, and I think that's probably one of the biggest confusions I think coming from this new age. Mm. is we're taking away a lot of our communication because, I mean, most of us know there's a real high percentage of communication which isn't the words we use. It's what we're doing and how we look and how we you know, use the tone of voice and all that kind of stuff. And you can't tell that by looking at screen, that there's no visual clues to a child as to what I'm doing. Right. You know, they, they can't see inside my head. No, okay. And so... Um, can we go for a moment into the kind of problematic areas and can you mm -hmm. describe some of the down, you know, downsides of these devices? 
Well, it has been proven, I believe, that there is a real dopamine hit for people, children and adults using the device because of its almost instantaneous personalized response. Mm -hmm. So they are addictive. Uh, mm. Certainly if they're playing games and things on there, they're getting exactly what they want, when they want it. There's very little waiting time. You're not waiting the 15, 20 minutes to load a ZX Spectrum game, which I used to have. You know, they, they've got something which is completely all-inspiring, engaging and colourful and all the different spectrum of things. So there is an addictive quality to it, mm. which I think we do need to be aware of. The other thing is, of course, the whole uh, online predators mm -hmm. and social grooming. Uh, as they say, even a child who's in a supportive family environment, if they're just not engaging with their parents, certainly around those difficult teenage years, and they're looking externally for support, mm -hmm. they may think they're getting that support from another teenager, but who knows? Mm. And there are some horrible stories uh, of, you know, children being kind of lured into all sorts of different things mm. because of the connections they've had online. And I think a lot of that is because people don't think about turning off the internet at night. Mm. My sister's one of them because uh, she has Alexa or whoever <laughs> these devices are called. Right, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm refusing. Um, and she said, well, I can't turn Alexa off overnight because then my lights, I won't be able to turn my lights off by going, Alexa, can you turn my lights off? And I'm like, facepalm. Um, but I feel that turning, leaving your internet on overnight, certainly with younger kids, is akin to leaving your front door open. Mm. There is no way that you can know who's going straight into your child's bedroom. Mm. I mean, most of us wouldn't let even our friends come in and go straight into our child's bedroom. Mm. You know, that's just not done. But you, mm. leave that for, you leave that internet on all night and leave your device in your child's, child's room, be it a phone, be it a tablet, be it whatever. Yeah. You're leaving that door open and mm. you don't know what they're getting up to. Right. I think that's a really nice way of... Um... Uh, explaining the idea of people coming straight into your child's bedroom at night. Um, I hadn't even thought about it in that way. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Too much probably. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, one strategy is to turn the, turn the um, Wi-Fi off. I hear that you say that. And the other is to um, have some guidelines around not having devices in bedrooms. Is that right? Very much so. I mean, if you can come up with an agreement with your child, certainly before you get the phone. Mm. I've always said it's easier to resist than remove. Yeah, yeah. So basically, you know, oh, so easier to refuse than remove. So basically, before you give your child a phone, come up with those agreements. And you'll, you'll find generally, if you've got that agreement in place before you give them the device, mm. they'll stick to it. Nice. It's That's much harder if you give them the device and it's all kind of carte blanche, do what you like, be where yeah. you like really hard to rein it back in mm. but if you have that conversation to start with you know voice your concerns talk about the kind of online safety scenarios make sure that people that they have connected with online certainly through like tiktok and mm. snapchat and all those kind of things that they're actually friends yeah because that was a that was something i did with my children I actually sat down with them and there's a, a friend audit on the phone3.org website where you can just sit down with your kids ask a few simple questions do you know this person? Mm. Have you right. seen this person? Have you met this person? Or are they just a friend of a friend of a friend? Because mm. the problem is you don't know how well your friend's parents or friend vet their friends. Mm. Just because they're a friend of a friend doesn't necessarily mean that they're safe. 
Yeah, that's true. So can you give us the website? Oh, sorry, the phonefreeday.org um, is the Phone Free Day website. And there's actually a lot of different resources on there for individuals, families, people who work in organisations and things that they can do to help raise the awareness of Phone Free Day and obviously the impact of phones and use on society. So that's pretty good. Oh, well, thank you very much uh, for talking with me today, Ruth. Uh, is there anything else that you would like to um, share? Just that your phones are with us. Yeah. Um, and phones aren't the problem. It's how smart they are, which is the problem. So we need to be almost as smart in how we're using them and how we're supporting our children to learn how to use them. Yeah. Thank you. That's such a good balanced way of thinking about it. You're welcome. Yeah. Okay. So thanks for spending our time today, Ruth. I really appreciate that.